Green Team Academy podcast, episode 41, an interview with the members of the St. Ignatius Loyola Care for Our Common Home team. If you're ready to become an eco-leader in your community, then you're in the right place. I'm Joan Gregerson, and I work to help teams make a big impact fast. Don't forget to head over to greenteamacademy.com to get your very own Green Team Essentials. I put these together for you because this is exactly what I wished I had had when I was starting out. Join our fabulous community, download the free guide to 12 common but easily avoidable mistakes, and hop into our podcast discussion group. I can't wait to meet you there. And now, let's get started. Hey, Green Team, what's up? So nice to be hanging out with you again today. Today, I have two very special guests, and I'm going to introduce you to them in just a minute. But before we do, I want to tell you that they are from a Catholic church, and I was raised Catholic, but I was that squirmy kid that couldn't sit still, couldn't focus, couldn't pay attention, that kid that always wanted to just go do something. And so for that reason... And for the reason that this team is from the same church that my parents attended in their later years. So for lots of reasons, I am so excited to introduce to you today, Mary Ellen Bunning and Barbara Fahmy from the St. Ignatius Loyola Catholic Church. This is in Denver around 23rd and York Street, Denver, Colorado. And they are from the Care for Our Common Home team, and this is their green team. So all of you that are listening out there, I'm so happy that you're hanging out today to meet these cool people with me. And with that, let's go ahead and get started. And how about Mary Ellen, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us what brought you to this work? Sure. My name is Mary Ellen. And I'm an occupational therapist, and that's really the root of how Barbara and I know each other. We were both uh, getting our education as occupational therapists at Colorado State University. Um, I just retired a couple of years ago and have moved back from Louisville, Kentucky, very eager to return to Denver. And I've always been active in the outdoors, and um, I'd been planning on returning to Denver for what I think will be the next 20 years of my life. So I uh, have family here, and I've discovered a group at church with activities and connections that are appealing to me. As Mary Ellen said, I'm Barbara Fami, and I have been living in Colorado since I was about four, so pretty much a native. I got interested in the environment thinking decades back when I was Growing up in Colorado and going to elementary school, we had so many heavy-duty snow days and sledding hills in the backyard. And uh, as the decades went past, it got steadily warmer, and I saw less of these things. So that's kind of how I got interested in what is all this climate change stuff? What's happening? What's happening with our world? That's how and why I got hooked into our common home. And then the inspiration actually came from um, Pope Francis encyclical, uh, Laudato Si, which describes our earth as being mistreated and abused. Our population is not caring enough about what is happening to our planet. And so Pope Francis uh, 
invites us all to participate in what he calls, and I think this is a great terminology, ecological conversion by caring for our common home. Pope Francis made a great point about it, the document being about relationships. It's about our relationship with the earth and it's about our relationship with each other. And we'll Okay, well, thank you so much, Mary Ellen and Barbara, for joining us. And um, before we we dive in, um, would one of you tell us a little bit about the Loyola community before we talk about the team itself? I'd be glad to do that because I actually joined Loyola when I lived in Denver previously, which was about 11 or 12 years ago. So I came back to this parish and came back to find that it was sort of re-energized with lots of new families and new things going on. And of course, I had, having been away from Denver for all that time, needed a community to belong to. So it's a Jesuit parish, which means that the priests who are our pastor and assistant pastor are not only Catholic priests, but they also belong to a religious community. And so they're quite um, devoted to poverty, chastity, and obedience, and they have a strong brotherhood among themselves. And we have a wonderful pastor who's been very supportive of our efforts and the efforts of our community uh, at community project here, which we call Care for Our Common Home, or CCH. Barbara, you want to add something to that? I started going to Loyola when my oldest child was four years old. It was right after 9-11. I just felt like I needed to go to a church that had more purpose, that had more of a global concerns about all kinds of things, including the environment. So the church is very involved with social justice issues. The church is very involved with helping refugees from different countries survive and do well in the United States. The church is very diverse, an excellent mix of African-Americans, people from Africa, and Hispanics as well as Anglo. Um, it's very, very diverse. And so that's also what, what appealed to me and to my husband about Loyola. That's a high value for me as well. And I've always looked for a parish that had those qualities. So to see that that was going on in, in Loyola was very important to me in coming back. Who would like to tell us a little bit about how your team got started and the, how you chose the name for your team? And Barbara's going to be a good one for that because I wasn't here for the beginning of it. I came in after it had been going about six or eight months. As I said, our inspiration came from Pope, uh, Pope Francis' encyclical called Laudato Si. That, mean, that translates to praise be to you. There was a particular parishioner, Romain Tasnowski, who was, became very impassioned with caring for our common home. And so she kind of got us all started. We started with a group of maybe maybe five or six people, and then over the years we we steadily um, increased our our membership of our the membership of our team. We started with some projects like the an anti idling campaign that we um, that's how I met you when we were working on the engines off campaign for the for one of your previous Earth Day events. We started a community garden because one of 
our team members is is a master gardener. And so that has been growing steadily. And we also have the support of of the fathers, Father Tom Swick and Father Dirk uh, Dunphy, that kind of kept us moving and uh, kept kept giving their support and their and their good vibes, so to speak. The Laudato Si that came out in 2015. And, and the subtitle of that is On Care for Our Common Home. And so that's how you got the name for your team. That was what it's inspired by, that caring for our common home. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was actually living there with my mom, and she was saying, I'm going to this study group for the Pope's encyclical. And then she was bringing home these little handouts of things that and putting it on the fridge so she was like 88 years old or something like that around that time. But, you know, at the same time, I saw also that starting with the discussion group was a good place to start, but it is also kind of overwhelming. And when I spoke with Romaine earlier and said, how did you get this thing going? And she said, you know, I, I just was kind of waiting for someone else to do it. And then I finally said, well... I guess somebody has to, I guess somebody, I guess, I guess it could be me. And that's one of the one the things that I want to underscore for everybody that's listening is that we all go through that where we think that there's someone that's more qualified, someone that has more leadership skills, that knows more what they're doing, knows more about maybe the environment or something. And honestly, anybody that will step up and say, well, I guess somebody has to do it. So why don't I try? That's actually all that you need to do is be that person that, that will step right. up and, and do right. that. And, and we definitely started out with a philosophy of let's work on this one person at a time. What can we do individually? Because there's something everybody can do from not idling their engines if they have a job particularly that involves traveling, like me, I'm a home care therapist, to um, not using plastic bags, to maybe hanging their clothes out um, instead of using the dryer. So we started out with little things like that to help um, empower people and say to themselves, hey, I I can do this, I can be a contributor. And I have, I have the power to, to be one of those people who makes, makes changes. You guys made a big leap between starting with that, with the individual actions, to starting a community garden. That's kind of amazing. And where is the garden? There's an older building that's part of our um, parish's layout, and it, it has a uh, I think it actually was a convent in the past, and uh, there's they, it has a it has a rear yard, a backyard, and Paul came with a rototiller and tilled it up, and he uh, got the soil tested, and he decided what we could best grow in that uh, environment, and uh, he made a connection with a group of people who are known to the parish who could benefit from having fresh produce. That garden has made quite an impact for being a new project that you just started. I'm reading the update that you sent, that you shared earlier, where the update from Paul Gibson says that you harvested and distributed over 100 pounds of potatoes, overall 539 pounds of fresh produce distributed in 123 deliveries, 
and you had 14 volunteers in the garden. And it got people involved in all sorts of levels. Uh, so there were people who came and helped to water the garden. Some came to weed the garden. Some came to deliver the groceries, the produce to the families. Um, and I think that, you know, one of the things that's true that Barbara and I know from occupational therapy is that people form connections when they're doing something and when they have a purpose for what they're doing. And so we by by working with Paul and his knowledge of gardening and taking his coaching and teaching, the parish got very involved in being able to be successful with the garden. Mm-hmm. And I think what we, in terms of getting started, we started with what we were interested in and the strengths and strengths and talents that we had. Uh, Paul Gibson came to our group with these with these talents and um, also a wonderful teaching ability and an ability to get people interested in what, in what he knew and what he was doing. So um, it was, I have volunteered in the garden a few times um, and it's just very rewarding to learn a little bit about uh, learn a little bit more about composting, about the difference between composting and recycling, which I, when I started in this group, I did not know the difference between those two. So we all came with different, um, different levels of levels of knowledge and um, helped each other. I love hearing that because my, one of the things that I'd like to really get across is that it's easy for people to focus on projects, but we're not actually doing projects. What we're doing, what we're building is community. And if, if every community knew each other and knew how to work together and knew what the problems were in that community and had the, the faith that they could like that, that they could find people like you said, like Paul, that would come and, teach people that don't know what they're doing to to start doing it and and literally that that is such a metaphor for you know having a bare piece of ground and giving it that love and care so that care for our common home and how it then produces in abundance exactly the things that are needed so that to not a lot of times I see people get started on a project and that project doesn't go for some reason and then a team may fall apart. So to know that what you're really going for is societal transformation, that everybody is able to bring their gifts and work together. So that is that is wonderful to hear about. One of the things that I've noticed is that the parish is growing, that there are families with young children who are moving into the neighborhood and they want a parish where their children can be involved in activities and projects and have a commitment to social justice and and positive societal change. That's exactly what I was saying as me as the little kid. I just wanted to go out and build a house for somebody rather than sit still. (laughs) So this is, yeah, it's very, very exciting. There was something else that I wanted to mention while we're on the topic of different projects, and that is something that Romaine, who is another member of your team, one of the ones that got things started, uh, that she had mentioned earlier was that you guys had been looking into perhaps starting glass recycling, and that 
EnviroHub is a an organization. I just wanted to mention EnviroHub.org is an organization that helps teams in that helps communities in Colorado place and helps them get set up doing glass recycling. So for any of those of you that are out there listening that are in Colorado, if you have a space such as a school, uh, any other kind of community center or a faith community, then you may uh, be eligible for some services from EnviroHub, and that could include perhaps education, so coming in, doing a presentation, teaching your community about ed- um, about glass recycling, as well as helping you get a glass recycling station set up. We, we've got it going. In fact, we're, we're rock stars in that department. <laughs> we worked with a group that uh, has a commercial enterprise here in, in Denver, and they we learned, first of all, that glass that breaks in the recycling, in the single stream recycling bins, can contaminate the whole load of recycling right. material and therefore can be dumped into the landfill instead of going into single stream recycling plants. So when we found out that was true, then we learned that we could have a special bin for recycling just glass, and it would go to um, a company that was producing crushed glass for Coors or one of the big the beer companies to, to allow them to recycle glass into beer bottles. And uh, so we've, we've, we've gotten, we've moved from having our glass recycling bin emptied once a month to right. having, it, having, it, having it emptied twice a month. And uh, it's a special uh, recycling container just for glass. And it sits in our parking lot at the church, just adjacent to the glass to the paper and trash uh, bins, dumpsters. Um, so people know it's it's amazing how well it's getting used. And when I was speaking with Romaine earlier, I thought she also mentioned that you were going for a grant for something. Our grant uh, project right now is actually a Xeriscape grant. We're, we're searching for a grant to try to do a xeriscaping project all around the block of 23rd and York, between York Street and Gaylord, and between 23rd and 24th. Because um, after the near crisis in Cape Town occurred, our pastor, Father Dirk, said, I am not going to water the lawn anymore. You're talking about the the crisis where they didn't have enough water. Yes, yes, they did not have enough water. And he just did not think it was um, morally responsible to put water on grass when, you know, even though it's halfway across the globe, people are needing water. And um, so what he asked us to do is uh, start a grant uh, search process to uh, xeriscape that whole area around the church, around the school, and also around the rectory. And that, um, uh, Father Dirk has actually already started that project with some of our own church funds because he's um, very passionate about it. 
The whole church is full of passionate people. (laughs) That is wonderful. That is our grant project right now. So we're just in the beginning of the grant search and obtaining letters of support and trying to get um, a landscape architect firm to uh, help us with a an estimate and a design and a design plan so we know exactly how much this is all going to cost. We're all newbies in this. So <laughs> I'm going to do a shout out for Barbara because she never wrote a grant before, but she's learned how to search for grants and find out when there's a match between a, a foundation and the projects that it pays for or contributes to. Way to go, Barbara. Oh, well, it's been totally enjoyable. I'm one of those lifetime learners. So I, I like, I like learning about almost anything. And the environment is, is certainly at the top of my list. I'm so happy to hear you guys talking about that. I I had the same kind of experience when I was putting together Sustainable Revolution Longmont. I don't think I'd ever written a grant before. And I realized in the process of doing it, that grant writing is is just this magical thing. You can just dream up what you want to do and ask. And like, like you just said, Barbara, look around and see if there are places where it is a good match. And if it is, then you realize that there are people out there that want to support people like you that are on the ground doing things. And it is a, it is really an empowering thing that can help you go from oh, we would like to do this to, wow, we're doing it by by figuring out that there are people out there that want to help you, that you are the solution to someone else's vision. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. There's a lot of sharing and caring people out there uh, when we just, um, you know, do some searching and work together towards a common common goal. It's been really rewarding. Okay. And so then my last question for you is, well, I guess I have two different questions. So what do you see for your team and your community going forward? Well, I see us getting bigger all the time. I see us reaching more people in our parish as well as in the surrounding neighborhoods. I see us reaching more parishioners to do their one little bit at the, at a time that we talked about. And my last question is, and Mary Ellen, maybe you can start with this and Barbara um, chime in. What would you recommend for other faith communities who are just thinking of starting something? Well, what we've come to realize is that there are other res- other churches in the Denver area that are focused on environmental outreach uh, to, to correct things that have started to go wrong or that are being abused and not cared for well. DenverGov.8020 has a, a, a an information resource. There's a group called the Interfaith Power and Light. And we also have uh, 350.org. But I'd like to refer people back, even though it's a document written by the Pope and the Catholic Church, to the Laudato Si, because the Pope realized that this this whole effort to uh, take care of the our ecology and our plant was something that everyone, Muslim, Jew, Christian, Catholic, uh, agnostic, could all care about. And he laid it out in such a way that there's an effort to describe not only what's going wrong and why things are being uh, mistreated because of an attitude of entitlement or empowerment or 
control and and that this can be an activity that brings all people together and creates more sense of community. We all have a sense that God created the earth and he put it here for our for our pleasure, for our sustenance. Therefore, it's something that could be a nice foundational document. Uh, it's a long document by itself, but I actually found something um, on the internet in preparing for this talk today, and it was on a website called the Jesuit Post. And of course, we're in a Jesuit parish. And it was an, an, an overview of Laudato Si, and it breaks down the six chapters into a sort of a, a way of thinking about this whole problem in a way that would lead any church or any group of people from going to analyzing what is the cause, what can we do, and, and how can we make it all happen. I will get that from you, and I'll put that in the show notes today. And and so, Barbara, what would you say if there's you know, one or two people out there, they're in, you know, they're attending a, a church or a mosque or some group, and they're thinking, gosh, there's things that we could do, but I don't know where to start. Well, I would just um, echo what Mary Ellen has had to say, and that there's a lot of um, online resources, including um, um, Colorado Department of Health and Environment, uh, they go on that website. And I would just say, start a conversation with, with what you care about. If it, if it is a church organization that's, that is interested in getting, getting this started, one thing that I think rings true with all of us is that caring for our common home is a moral responsibility and that we need to remember that. And you know, one of my favorite sayings is um, we inherit the earth from our parents, uh, but we borrow it from our children. This is a loner project, our globe. And so in order to make it as healthy uh, as possible for our children, we need to we need to realize that it's it's not ours. It's it's theirs now. As I'm reflecting on what you guys have done in this short amount of time, so I'm just so proud of you guys and so happy to hear this. And I think the lessons that I think of is starting back with Romaine with somebody saying, somebody should do something. So let's try something. That idea of starting with a, a discussion group, that's a great way. And to find somewhere where it overlaps, as you both said, where it overlaps with what the the community is all about anyhow, with the moral responsibility or doing things for our children or for others in the community, that all fits in. And then I also think that what you said about starting from the strengths. So you have a gardener show up saying, hey, I would love to, I'd love teaching people to garden and I, I could help do this, that you go with that. And so Yes, I agree. There are lots of resources out there, but what your team has shown is that you, the people in your community, are the experts of that community. You already know what is working and what's not, and by the more you talk with each other, the more you understand what the assets are in your community and what the needs are. And so that makes you the experts. And then when you get to a point where you know, like you said, you heard about the recycling, the glass recycling and like, oh, what can we do with this? Then you start looking for those outside resources, bringing, bringing them in and you're able to do things that, 
And I've mentioned that you guys have glass recycling to so many other folks, these other people in our accelerator lab and different people I'm talking to that have said, oh, we didn't even think of trying that. So your example goes on with ripples beyond what it's, it's like uh, the expression that Mother Teresa says about you never know how far a kind word will travel. And I think it's the same with a, a compassionate deed for the earth will continue to inspire folks. So thank you so much for joining me. Is there any one last little thing that you didn't get a chance to say or any other little closing thoughts you wanted to share? I have just one, and that is that sometimes the problems that are going on with the environment, with the earth, with uh, recycling, with the failure to recycle and respect what the earth has to give us, is it feels so huge that we could never take it on individually. And so being connected with a group of people who share that common belief is a very energizing thing. We all know uh, about the importance of the environment and, and everything like that and uh, what we have to do. And I think what we need to do further is continue asking questions, continue being critical. Uh, like, for example, our our, our master gardener, uh, so, someone had brought up uh, the fact that um, there was some company marketing uh, some bags that are were naturally compostable. And one of the things that he found, he said, you know what, I've had that that bag in my compost pile for a year and nothing has happened. So what we need to do, we need to still, we need to keep connected and we also need to still stay hopefully critical of, of the changes that are happening. Because I think environmental issues are, are actually coming, coming more mainstream. And with that comes its um, excitements and also further challenges. And I, I like too what you said about you know, connecting more to the community right around you. And I think what it shows is that if, if there can be a green team at your church, that means there could be a green team in everything you do, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our neighborhoods. And once we kind of get this idea of, as you said, being, being critical, being curious, being challenging, can we do better? And if you can do it with a group that are like-minded and supportive, it's great that the priest there support this as well. Oh, he's, he's been wonderful. All right. Well, thank you both so much, Mary Ellen and Barbara for joining. And thanks to Romaine for doing her bit of getting everything started and for everybody in the community that has pitching in and supporting it at all these different levels that we talked about and that are part of that community. Thank you for having us. Well, it's my pleasure. All right. Okay. So I am signing off here, Green Team, and I will put this information in the show notes and can't wait to hear more from you, our Green Team, about your ideas. And if, if you have ideas of starting a Green Team in your faith community, then please reach out and uh, let's make it happen. All right. Thanks so much. So remember, the time for action is now because there is no planet B. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you, my friend, are doing such important work. Caring about the planet and trying to figure out how to make an impact fast 
You're exactly the kind of person that our world needs more of. To make sure that you're not wasting your precious time or energy, make sure you head over to greenteamacademy.com. Check out the expert trainings that are available and get your Green Team Essentials so you'll get the support you need. Thank you for everything you're doing and I'll see you right back here next time on the Green Team Academy podcast.